It's podcast time again, and we're about we're more than halfway through the season, so uh, we'll real quick get through. We've only had two user games so far, so I'll cover those briefly, and we'll round up the development trait games that we've had so far and development trait news, and that might be all we're going to do today. Um, but that'll be good. So. First thing we've got to cover is the Week 3 Browns and Patriots game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this was Browns at Patriots, and it was a Cleveland victory, 52-17. to So, uh, what is there to say about this? The Browns continue to use the screen game well. Also had a tight end that I can't remember his name. Had an excellent game in, in this uh, game. Ran a lot of corner routes that the Patriots just really struggled to defend. It's something they need to try to address. Uh, maybe user control somebody when one route is killing you. But anyway, um, the Browns look good. This is an excellent Browns team. One of the best they've had in the last decade or so. Uh, especially offensively, they got weapons everywhere. I believe they have three X-Factor receivers now, so... That's ridiculous. Uh, for the Patriots, the Patriots have gone through some changes offensively. They've they've tried to kind of change their offensive philosophy a little bit and tinker with the playbook, and I think they're on the right track. I see positive signs here. So uh, Hamlin, the former receiver turned tight end, uh, was used a lot better in this game, and he definitely has potential to be a receiving threat. And I thought the Patriots were a little more diverse in their passing schemes. They're still relying heavily on slants and crossing routes. Um, but I do see some improvement and being less predictable, especially by formation. Uh, they get in a formation now, and you can't just go, oh, yeah, that formation, I know what play they're running. So I think the Patriots are on the right track offensively. I, I hope they keep working on that and uh, keep working to diversify the passing game a little bit more. And, and hopefully as their rookie running back gets better, uh, they can improve the running game. On the other side of the ball, man, the Patriots really struggled. And this is not an easy Browns team to defend. Uh, but letting the tight end just run wide open to the corner every single time is a big problem. And uh, I think the Patriots and anybody that plays the Browns got to try to be less predictable on coverages. And that user player... You get a chance to control one player, you got to make that guy count. He's got to do something useful on the field. Um, and so, and I know for me and for a lot of us, that means you got to just start doing it, especially in uh, user games against the computer. You got to start practice, practicing using a different player uh, around different parts of the field because it's going to be tough to beat teams like the Browns if you can't do that. Um, so, anyway. That's the uh, Browns and Patriots. Uh, I know I talked about the Patriots more just because there's more to say there. The Browns, we all know what they are. and kind of doing the same thing they've always done. Uh, and like I said, they've got tremendous personnel this year, so it's going to be tough to stop. Then week five, I think, was the Chiefs and Browns. No, it was not week five. But the Chiefs and the Browns played each other. It was week six. Uh, I didn't get to see this game, and no one has reached out to me to talk about it. 
So all I can really tell you is a Sunday night game, and Cleveland won 23 to nothing. So decent defense from the Chiefs probably, uh, but no offense. And I would guess that there were there was probably more streaking that tends to be a uh, it tends to that's a tendency in the Chiefs games. Um, might have also been some field maintenance problems. Uh, really muddy corner of the field. This was in Cleveland, and we all know Cleveland is. Well, let's face it; it's kind of trashy. Uh, also, uh, the blimp crashed into the stands. Is what I heard from the internet. When I don't see these games, I just uh, scroll through internet rumors and forums to uh, see what I can learn. It looks like the blimp probably crashed into the stands. Uh, what I'm seeing from the stats is four, four turnovers from the Chiefs and none from the Browns. That's probably a big part of it. I would like to know how the Chiefs managed to keep the Browns from scoring so much. Uh, I don't know what it is, but they tend to have lower scores against the Chiefs. Um, you know, if the rest of us can crack that code, we might be kind of kind of competitive against the Browns. But anyway, both teams came out of this uh, with opportunities to have development games, and I'm a little suspicious of that because uh, I've heard rumors that there was once talk, just talk, not necessarily actual collusion, but there was talk of these two teams colluding to get each other uh, development traits, and I'm pretty concerned about that. So I may have to do a little looking into that may have to hire someone to uh, investigate because I frankly don't have the time to do it myself. Uh, but anyway, Browns and Chiefs, if somebody wants to give me a report on what actually happened in that game, uh, rather than just the internet rumors that I went looking for, then that'd be great to hear. Uh, otherwise, that's all we got to say about that. Browns beat the Chiefs. You know what that sound means. That means it's time to cover some development trait news. And there's a fair amount here, so I'm going to go through it pretty fast. And a lot of it, yeah, some of it's kind of redundant. So I believe we left off uh, free safety Rachel to superstar. I think that was in the offseason. And after that, uh, the Packers had a development game for wide receiver Terrell Eckel. He became a star. Good for him. Uh, for the Panthers, they had two in one game. That's always nice. Right outside linebacker Shannon Neely became a star, and wide receiver Reggie Davis became a star. And as I have said, I'm not going to focus on guys that become stars a whole lot. They aren't the uh, real big news there. Uh, the big news is someone like Payne. Uh, I think his name is Liam. i got to go find him. Payne, the wide receiver for the Browns, became an X-Factor. So this is the Browns' third X-Factor receiver, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, but Sermon's got traded, so he's no longer there. Diamond Payne, that's his name. Uh, this is a 22-year-old receiver with 96 speed. Also got great acceleration and agility. He's got the double me thing, which means he wins contested catches more, I believe, when he's in the zone. Yeah, that's right. So he can overpower people when he's in the zone. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense from a 5'10", 194-pound receiver. But whatever. 
Uh, he's an in and out elite and a double move elite, so watch out for the double moves with Diamond Pain and that blazing speed. Uh, again, he's an X-Factor there. And then tight end Hamlin for the Patriots became a superstar. So we'll look at that real quick. Clinton Hamlin in his second year. Uh, he's up to an 84 overall after kind of languishing on the bench a little bit last year. Uh, now playing a tight end. Became a superstar. A uh, pretty decent player. Got 90 speed. A little small for a tight end, maybe. 6'1", 234. Um, but he can definitely be used, especially in those formations where he's split out. There are a bunch of those formations in Madden where the tight end is split out. He's a post specialist, so he's running a lot of posts. Uh, you know, We all know the Patriots like to uh, run the posts and the slants and stuff into the middle of the field. So he'll be doing that a lot. Uh, let's see, what else do we got here? Left tackle Howard for the Chiefs revealed as a star. Okay. Uh, and then Matthias Wright, or M maybe Matthias, whichever it is. Uh, he's a wide receiver for the Chiefs. And big news, he went from normal to star and then star to superstar in consecutive games this year. So that's good news for the Chiefs. This guy has 96 speed, and he's 6'2". So... Tall guy that can really get down the field, that really comes in handy. Right now he's only a 76 overall, so he does not have any special abilities or anything like that. Uh, the Chiefs should probably make him a focus player and uh, then do some of the, the training that involves receivers. Uh, but he looks like he's got a bright future. Uh, tall guy with great speed, and he's a superstar now, so he's going to develop quickly. Um, and then a couple of guys that revealed uh, Benjamin Vaughn for the Panthers. I believe this was the first overall pick. Uh, he revealed as a superstar. So somehow the Panthers always end up uh, with a really high pick when the best corners are in the draft, and that's been pretty fortunate for them and uh, may have helped get them to the Super Bowl a couple of times as well. Uh, he's unfakeable. That's this tends to be the, <laughs> this tends to be the ability that Panthers players get. So don't try to fake out uh, any of the Panthers. Uh, again, that's a guy that's got 96 speed, good man coverage abilities, 83 overall in his rookie year, and he's a superstar. So good news for the Panthers. Uh, the the corner that the Packers drafted uh, revealed as a star. I can't remember his name right now. I think it's Josh Darby. Um, so maybe not as, as exciting there, but the good news is he added a point of speed. So he's up to 98 speed, which I haven't looked, but I, I would bet that makes him the fastest player in the game. Uh, we don't have the Tyreek Hills and those sorts of guys around anymore. Um, so not any 99 speed guys out there. And then lastly for the Patriots, Andrew Hageman, the running back, rookie running back, drafted in the first round, uh, revealed as a superstar. So this is a guy with 90 speed, uh, but much better acceleration and agility. So maybe not going to be a home run hitter, but a nice solid running back. Uh, he's a superstar, and he's got the faster juke animations, which really comes in handy in the open field. Uh, so that guy's probably going to develop into something 
pretty special, I would think. And that's all the development trait news we got for today. And I don't have any other segments to go over right now. Kind of short on time. Uh, good news is I don't have COVID, so I, I knew I didn't, but I had to sit around and wait for somebody to tell me that anyway. Uh, so there's also that. Uh, next time, hopefully we'll get into maybe some chalk talk or, or maybe we'll do another weird NFL story because those are pretty fun. And also welcome your, your feedback and questions on the podcast. Uh, I do have some ideas I want to float next time as well. Um, I'll just preview it real quick by saying I think we should start considering when we want this franchise to reach its conclusion. Um, I think we should maybe think ahead about when when that's going to be as a group instead of just deciding one day to do it. Um, and then what we're going to do after that. Do we start another one? Does everybody decide they just don't want to play Madden anymore? Uh, that I, that's, I'm not voting for that at all. Uh, or do we maybe keep playing it until Madden 21 comes out and then we buy that? I, I don't know. Um, so I, I might discuss that a little bit next time, and I'd be interested to hear what people think of of what we do, um, because I don't think we should just sit here and say, let's play this franchise for a hundred years. Uh, if that's even a possibility, which I, I don't know that it is anyway, we'll talk about that next time. So thank you for listening.